legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a fast-paced world... Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Hey everybody. Oh, hello. I'm so happy you're listening to us. Welcome to the brighter side. I'm Amber Nelson. I'm Ed Larson. How you doing, guys? I love you. You're beautiful. You're so fucking cute. (laughs) So we're going to ask you something real quick and silly. We're going to ask you to do a survey. It's easy, less than one minute to do. And we're only going to ask a couple, you know, really important questions like... Dog, your favorite dog growing up. Your mother's address. Because we're going to come say hi to her. No, it's very easy. It's very impersonal. We don't need your email address. We don't need any personal information. You really helped the show. Please just go check it out. The link to it's in the show description that you got right there in front of you. It's just you're staring you right in the face. Ooh, just click on it. You know you want to. But we thank you so much for being here and listening to us. And now, on to the brighter side. Bubbly, bubbly. Wow. Wow, yeah, water, baby. Mm. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Water. Mm. It's bubbly, it's soft, it's cool, it's hot, it's cold, it's wet. Yes, water, we all love it. I gotta drink a gallon a day. How much you drink, Mary? I'm drinking a lot. Splish, splash, we were all taking a bath. Mm. Oh, on a Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) California is uh, currently experiencing a drought, or it's like in a desert, but we have been in a hot tub. We have an extremely luxurious evening, uh, and we we feel... uh, Half guilty about it. Half guilty. I'll save the guilt for tomorrow, because right now my bones feel marinated. I feel Mm. like I could make a soup of myself in that hot tub, and I would eat it. So you're thinking, why are these people up at midnight? Why were they in a hot tub before they did the show? Well, we're waiting up all night just so we can talk to some people that we know in Africa 10 hours uh, earlier than we are. So we're up at midnight. It's 10 a.m. for them. We're going to give our buddies a call a little bit to talk about the water crisis in Africa. Yes, we have a water crisis here in America. Yes, the people in Flint cannot drink their water. Yes, California should not have grass, and there is grass at this house. But... (laughs) 
We water our grass by uh, reusing. Uh, we, we filter all the, the extra water. Oh, so, so like dirty water? Yeah, we use dirty water for the I grass. I bet grass yeah. love dirty water. It's like seasoned chicken, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got lots of salt from my ass. Yeah. Throw <laughs> <laughs> that poo-poo water. They love that shit. Season it with some diarrhea. Mm. Yeah, so we're talking about water, and we're going to talk about South Africa over these next couple episodes, and uh, the water crisis across the world here in America, South Africa, I'm sure it's happening in some other places, we'll do more research, and you will hear it later in this episode, or the next episode, or maybe there'll be another episode in between, because you never know what we're going to do, because we fly by the seam of our pants here at the brighter side. I tell you what I've been doing, I have lately been starting the shower, because I like a nice hot shower, Mm -hmm. but I know I'm going to brush my teeth, so sometimes I I'll start the shower and I'm like, I know I'm going to get in there in like a minute, but I'm going to, st- I'm going to turn it off because I'm going to save that minute's worth of water. You Brush know? your teeth in the shower. Mm-hmm. What? A lot of people do it. Really? I, I yeah. do it. Yeah. You put your toothbrush in the shower and you're in your toothpaste. Yeah. People do it all the time. That's wild. I know. I, used, you know, it's great. It's a good thing. I, I didn't know. It's, I did the same thing when I saw a toothbrush in my buddy's shower. Yeah. And I was like, what's your toothbrush doing in the shower? He's like, I brush my teeth in there. I'm like, you're fucking nuts. <laughs> But it works. I, I drink a it. beer in the shower. I drink all the, the fuck time. out of a beer in the shower. It's like a sauna. It's like a private spa. Like you know when you pay fifty dollars and you go into and they call you ma'am and sir. Mm. I'm like I'd rather just go in my bathroom, get a real hot, and drink a beer in there. And my that's bad free. habit was uh, when I would just put I would go in the bathroom as a child and I'd put on the shower and I'd just sit there and read magazines because it was the only place. That my mother would not yell at me, oh. you know, so I could just be in there in complete silence for a little while as long as the shower is on. So, but I would like run the shower for like twenty minutes. Granted, we were in Florida next to the swamp, so it wasn't much of a big deal down there. Yeah, but still, you know, you're kind of a bad person for doing swamp that water. in retrospect. And now I got this. I like hearing the shower one. It relaxes me. Running water is like you go to, you go to a waterfall, you chill out, you know. So it's it's a relaxing sound, but you can't do it no more. It's a beautiful thing. Being around no water really sucks. Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and say it. It really sucks. Fucking sad ass desert lizards trying to suck up juice from cactus man. Ooh, can't be living your life like that. You no. fucking licking your eyeballs all Fuck day. No. I've gone without food for three days, and what? I can do it. Yes, I've gone without food. For Why? Three. I was in New York, and I paid off all my bills and I got my weekly metro pass because that's kind of what you got to do in New York mm-hmm. and then all of my money I think I had like 30 cents left to my name and I was like you know what that's enough for like two or three ramen packets so what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait as long as I can and I'm going to have a ramen packet that day and I did three days but I had water though I feel like I don't know if I I don't know how long I could go without water what's it like it's two three days? days three days really three days. that long I think so. Wow. I, get, I get parched in the middle of the night all the time just for breathing through my mouth. I, I mean, know. it's not a pleasant three days. Yeah, no, no it's god awful. I mean, yeah, then you die. Then you Horrible die. Horrible death. Your lips all coming apart and shit. Oh, you're like a then raisin. You're, then you're happy it does it because you get blood out and you get to feel the liquid. Horrible. It's like you're a steak marinating with salt on you. Like, you know when you salt a steak and, and then all, all the, the liquid kind of crunches up a little bit? Yeah, you're like crunchy skin human. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's a water problem in the world. And yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've been sitting in a hot tub so long, I'm talking like a radio DJ. I'm just like, all right, everybody, rock and roll. Living your life easy. <laughs> yes. So, yes, we did live it up today, but we are trying to, to learn about stuff and uh, keep and keep uh, keep our heads uh, on an even keel. Water is very important. And I tell you what, when I was in Katrina in New Orleans, uh, I thought it was crazy. I was like, y'all getting water, you're crazy. 
And then come to like two weeks in, I was like, thank God they did. And I tell you what, people are very friendly and kind about mm-hmm. three to five days into a crisis. Yes. And then about two weeks in, then the spooky shit hits the fan. That's when you have people coming on your lawn, like trying to fuck with you, you know? Water is very important, especially in hurricanes. You got to fill that bathtub so you mm-hmm. can flush that toilet. Ooh. Yeah, you keep that bathtub full to use, take the tub, water, put it right in the toilet, get rid of that dookie. Fuck yeah. Also, take all the liquor you have in your house. The original hurricane punch was every bit of alcohol, just dump it in a bowl and then put some kind of fruit, fruit juice, juice in it. Hawaiian punch or something. Yeah, that's the original hurricane. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, later on in this episode, we're going to talk to Lazola Gola from Africa, a great African comedian. Well, I met uh, met over there. And our good man, Cena John, will be hanging out with all these people. Uh, but uh, right now, stay tuned uh, for Lazola Gola, Laz. Great dude. All right, so we're talking about water. Water crisis in South Africa. Boom, Cape Town. I saw a picture of it, and there was a guy with a bunch of water in his basket. And somebody said, can I take one of those? And he said, no, it's my water. And I tell you what, chaos. It's going to run the streets, and there's going to be fire and bullets and semen and eggs, women's eggs, just being thrown at people. Period blood. I once threw my tampon inside a Corvette because I thought it would be funny. We know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yes, we are talking about water. And we're joined here by a buddy of mine that I met out in uh, South Africa, La Zola Gola. Great comedian. How you doing, buddy? I'm all good. I'm all good. How are you doing in there? Man, we're hanging tough. We're doing it. We're we're living yeah. this LA life. Trying to trying to stay trying to stay sharp, man. How's uh how's South Africa doing? How's Joburg? Joburg Joburg's great, man. Um can't see the weather now, but it's amazing. It's Beautiful. how you left it. God damn yeah. it. I loved it down there so much. <laughs> And uh, so we wanted to talk to you about Cape Town and Day Zero down there. Uh, I know you live in Joburg, but uh, what do you hear coming out of there? Because I know uh, it's a popular city. It's a four million people. I mean, I'm sure you guys go do shows down there and stuff like that. Yeah. No. Um. I mean, I would like to first say that um, the whole tampon and the semen and the egg, absolutely true. It's, <laughs> it's, crazy. <laughs> it's crazy down there. Um, <laughs> no, but. I, it really, it really is um, kind of like it's. It is just like a pop apocalypto, as you guys think. Like people yeah. are, people are buying. People have to go to like springs, like the, the government is facilitating to get like fresh water if they don't want to buy it. Um, otherwise, you just have to buy your water. Um, um, yeah, so there's no no water from the taps. The dams are too low to drink that water because usually in South Africa you can drink our water. It's like one of the freshest, well, it used to be, in the world. Um, and, yeah, now people have to buy bottled water. They can only use, it's crazy, they can only use 50 liters of water a day. Which That's like the allocated, which is like 15 liters is for flushing. Yeah. It's yeah. A, if you flush once, that's like 15 liters gone. It's a five-minute um, shower. Uh, oh, you know, they, they're suggesting you take 90-second showers. Yeah. So you can have more water to allocate. So... Yeah, people are seeing their ass down there, essentially. Um, What's it like in Joburg? Do you guys have a good water situation? Oh yeah, I'm 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 literally running the bath as I'm speaking to you right now. 
don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, our yeah, our water, our water is fine. I mean, there's like a it's a global water crisis, but it's not really it's not really. I mean, it's raining outside as I speak to you. Why oh. do you think it's so, hitting uh, Cape Town primarily? Um, it's because of it's because of the climate climate um, change. So what, rainfall, Cape Town has had three three has had water shortage like a rainfall shortage um mm-hmm. three years in a row and it's kind of become it's come to come to this situation so wow. it rains but it doesn't rain where the dams are or it doesn't rain where the water where the city gets its water from mm-hmm. and so it's just it's literally on i don't know what it's on now but i think like 15 or 16 percent of the drain of the of the dam and they can't use the last 10% because you can't get it out. Wow. So they literally have like percentages left to to use. And that's, I guess that's what day zero is. And can they bum from the neighbors or like from Cape Town, South Africa? Can they bum from people around them or is everybody also around them fucked? Um, it's it's generally like that region is fucked. Yeah. But I mean, having, having said that, it was kind of like a weird, uh, we had a weird situation where... Um, um, farmers, like surrounding farmers in the area, because it's quite a big agriculture, kind of just, kind of just hooked us up with like some water. Like they let their dam run out oh, wow. into our dam, into our dam, and they kind of pushed day zero back for like um, I think a couple of weeks. So farmers but saved like, the day. Wow. Um, I mean, they 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 move the day back uh, a couple more days, but they still <laughs> they still, still fucked like um. Yeah, they saved days, a couple days. Uh, yeah, but at the end of the day, like, day zero is not, it's, they're not going to get relieved by this unless it's water, like unless there's rainfall. So the whole the whole plan is hold out for day zero, day zero until this rainfall comes again. But if rainfall doesn't come, they're fucked. Like the whole thing is presuming that come wintertime, because our winter is like in June, July, rainfall is going to come down. And if it's like anything like it's been in the last three years, it's still going to be royally fucked. Wow. Damn. And Cape yeah, Town's at the, like the southernmost tip of South Africa, too. Right? Yeah. And it's already yeah. pretty dangerous there before this all went down. It's one of the highest murder rates in the world for a city, uh, Cape yeah. Town. And so what do you think is going to happen once the water goes out? Um, I think we're going to have a, a lot of thirsty killers. Yeah, um, a kumbaya uh, holding hands. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like. Also, there's like a shitload of rich people there. I mean, I guess you guys yeah. also had kind of a water thing. So it's like the same. Like in Cape Town, it's just like um, they'll be fine. The rich people will be fine. They don't. You can. They already you know, got their I've water. Heard of, I've heard of people like shipping down, not shipping down, like like putting water in trucks and just bringing it down there, like for themselves personally. Um, or just like ordering like truck loads of water online, you know, from the supermarket. Yeah. So it's not really them. They they they'll be fine. It's more like the one the one million people who who like you know use up who but like it, one that's one. Yeah. Oh, but if they get real pissed off, then they can like go and storm the castle, you know. And like I think the rich people should be upset and afraid because the poor people can go take it over. Rise up and take it. Probably, right? If, if you're poor and you know somebody has stacks of water in their house, I mean, <laughs> you would go take it. 
after a while. After week two, I give it two weeks. Two weeks, no water. Man, it's <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just sucks, too, because it's right on the water, too. It's right on the uh, ocean. So you're just staring at fucking water that you wow. can't drink. It's <laughs> driving yeah. you fucking nuts. And, Ed, weren't you saying that Kevin Costner has this machine where you can turn salt water into drinkable water, and he keeps trying to pass it to Congress, and they keep laughing at him? Yeah. And we're like, this man has been yeah. in Waterworld. Like, he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Sell this machine, people. I mean, there's so much water. I mean, I bet it takes a lot of energy and money and whatever, but you can make it work. You can make it work. Yeah, like I mean, can, yeah. No, there, there's actually it's called the desalinization plant. Yeah. But yeah, they um, it's just that Cape Town was caught off guard, so they're like, we want to do it, but it takes a year, and so I don't know, just make your just just make your Kool Aid really strong for one more year, and then um, we will all we'll all be fine. So it's like I don't know, it's like a year and a half a year's plan for. Oh, so they started building one. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. So they're going to, they'll get out on top, but it's just going to turn into Mad Max for like Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, it's a, it's a, look, look, it's a mirage. We're all very thirsty in the world. We're talking about water. And it's everywhere and everywhere. And there ain't no goddamn drops to drink. You know, so we're here talking about water. I'm joined by always Miss Mary Kelly. Very thirsty. And then, of course, the beautiful Iranian Sina Ghaznavi. Boom, How boom. you doing, buddy? Oh, man. I, I'm glad you guys are in L.A. because uh, it's you guys have a drought but sunny weather. We have a lot of water but freezing weather. So It's been raining. It has. You guys are not in the drought anymore, right? It happens. This happened last year, too. It rained all through March and February, and then we were good for the year. So as long as this happens forever, life will be great. yeah but the thing is i mean water is definitely the thing like no matter how much people yell and how much people say water's going and it's going to be gone soon i i I still take advantage of it i still like take it for granted i i I still uh, i run the shower too long I, i i keep the faucet on when i'm brushing my teeth you know shit like that so it's not you know, it, you don't realize what you're doing until you watch one of these geniuses just sit you down and just cry. And just <laughs> just into like what's really happening. You don't I know mean, it's bad until you see half the world start having water problems. And, you know, uh, there's a great story in California when you guys had the drought last year of Tom Selleck, Magnum P.I. Love him. Going and tapping in to the public reservoirs with a private water truck that he hired so that he could siphon off water to water his avocado farm because <laughs> they capped his lift. I mean, it takes a lot of water to water that mustache, too. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Someone's got to grow that stash. 
I didn't know he did that. Yeah, I man. mean, but isn't that everyone's water? If anyone wanted to, aren't they allowed to go yeah. just tap into the water, but, into the public water? But you're limited. When in a drought, you're limited to the amount of water you get. So, mm. yeah, you get you get dinged for that. So you're not supposed to do that. It's just, you know, not in the sense of communities. By the way, the, all these guys are like all liberal guys that want to be socialists and stuff like that. And they all just end up selfishly taking their own uh, water for themselves. Yeah, it, it's uh, in avocados, they take a lot of water to grow, right? Avocados do. Almonds take a lot of water to grow. Um, mm, you know, wine, yeah. wine. So many. That's like two hundred bottles of, of water for uh, one bottle of wine. Olive oil. Olive oil. Yeah, that's all. That takes a lot of water. I mean, but you, what are we gonna do? Just get rid of these things? Yeah, what are we gonna not drink wine? Fuck that. I mean, people love wine. I love olive oil. I just got off butter. I just you know? I shower in wine. I stopped using water. That's how. <laughs> just shower in red wine. A nice Shiraz. I just pour it on my head. That's why you're getting married in Italy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I need to yeah, shower. Man. Yeah, and almonds. What is it? Like a gallon of water per almond or per something almond? stupid? Like, <laughs> isn't it like something horrible like that? You know, I, guess, and I just I could fucking eat almonds all day long. I can eat a grocery but, store of water in almonds very quickly. Man, I mean, it's so it's it's fucked up because I mean, we, I've been learning about this in the last couple of weeks just because Day Zero and Cape Town scared the shit out of me to hear that that was actually happening. And thank God it got pushed back to July, but still it exists. Well, now it's even into they're not even gonna, they don't think it's going to happen in 2018 now. Now it's into 2019 if they they cuz they expect some more rainfall and they had some um, you know, they're 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 um uh, kind of rationing their water really well right now. But it just shouldn't be a thing. And when you say rationing yeah. the water, they're yeah. they're they're limited to a 5-minute shower a day. That's how much water they're allowed to have a day is a 5-minute yeah. shower. You know, and I don't know about you, I take like 20-minute showers. Yeah. I mean, I got I got big body, you know. You got to I got to get in there. A lot of surface you know. area. Yeah, you got to you know, make sure it all gets, you know, splish splashed. Yeah, you're a clean man. I try to stay not stinky, and it's very difficult. You're telling me I'm covered in fur. Oh my god! How much water? How long's your shower scene? Most most of the water just stays in my body. It just stays <laughs> on t- on top of the hair. For, it's probably 20, 20, 20 minutes ish. I just sit there. I even installed one of those like rain shower heads in my place, which uses more water. I think. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is with what's going on, and when you really take the time to sit down and learn about water. Uh, the thing that I immediately learned, I mean, Cena's knows way more about this shit than I do, but the thing that I learned was that Nestle is the fucking devil. They are the devil. They've been the, the devil for a while, and we didn't know it. That's the scary part when you read about all this stuff. Oh, my God. It's been going on forever. They have old contracts with uh, America from back in the day, and Nestle's a Swedish company, right? Yeah. And they have all these uh, contracts from back in the day where they're pulling 130 million gallons of water out of a reservoir in 20 miles from Flint, Michigan. And you know how much they're paying for that water? $200 a year. This is a contract that they've had. It's a 100-year-old contract, and they still have to live through it. But that's what's happening is this fucking company, this Swedish company, is bottling all of Flint's water and then selling it back to them at a dollar a bottle. And, like, that is what's fucking going on. These people can't shower. Their kids are fucking, I mean, I don't want to say the R word, but, you know, they, 
They're not doing well. They're not yeah. passing all their math tests. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, to be fair, neither did you. I mean, I didn't even study. You know, they didn't even. They can't even get to the math test. I mean, it's really. Well, I think the thing that really got me started in on Nestle was hearing the story from the '70s when they were going into African countries and into hospitals and benevolently giving women a high nutrient-rich um, kind of like milk substitute, a milk powder, so that women. Uh, could use <clears throat> instead of breastfeeding their kids. But what you needed to do was mix it with clean water. So in the hospital, they were getting these free baby formula, breast milk formula for their babies. And then all of a sudden, they would leave the hospital and they would not be able to use uh, the, the clean water of the hospital. So they had to buy their own water. And in those areas, it's really guess hard to who's find. who's selling the fucking water? Oh, what do you know? Nestle, these cocksuckers. They fucking went into Ethiopia in 2004. I just watched a documentary on Nestle called Bottled Life. Oh, Ooh, my God. We need Seriously, I was talking to Mary about this when I was coming over here. The UN needs to get together and just decide to take out Nestle. Yeah. And just be like, congratulations, you made billions of dollars. Keep it. But we're taking everything you got. You're done. You know, like that's yeah, that's what needs to go on. And they will make the argument over and over again that they are conservationists, that they are responsible water users, that they're the ones that are actually going to save water. This is the kind of like dystopian capitalist world that they're trying to create that a lot of people are buying into that is just terrifying. These cocksuckers go into Ethiopia, 2004. Ethiopia's having a fucking horrible time. I don't know if you remember 2004. Ethiopia's on the TV all the time because they didn't have no goddamn water. So Nestle goes in there, says, we're going to take care of you, Ethiopia. And they build them all these fancy Swedish pumps. And, they like, and, they like, and it, they're pumping out groundwater like there's no tomorrow. Everything's going great. Four years later, Nestle's like, you got this under control. Peace. We're out. No more help from Nestle. And then the fucking equipment starts breaking, and they can't fix it because it's all Swedish parts and, like, Swedish machinery. And, like, you, like it, no one knows how to fucking fix it. And so now it's all jerry-rigged and, like, like got, like, all crystallized on the outside because all the water's spurting out the side of it. And it's like, what? how did I put it? African-style fucking... T- duct tape around these goddamn things trying to keep everyone's water in check and like they're nestle's nowhere to be found to help maintain this thing that they started and of what course. are they doing they're, they're shipping in nestle pure life the number one bottled water in the world you will buy it at the airport for five dollars a bottle and you go they're shipping that in there to to them and that's what they're drinking now they buy this water and then they freaking pour it on their heads and shower and let's not let's not forget poland springs arrowhead deer park those are all Nestle companies. All and there's a, and there's more. There's so many more Nestle. Yeah. I mean, obviously, fucking quick. You know, uh, you know, Nestle Crunch Bars. I mean, this is a major company. And then I, I recently, I was just like, I'm cutting them out. That's it. And then I ordered coffee, and then the only creamer they had was Nestle. It's <laughs> like you pieces of shit. I can't even have creamer in my coffee. You've crossed the line, Nestle. You've crossed t- the line. And I'll tell you what, what kind of milk do you not refrigerate ever? 
You're yeah. Like, that ain't Kramer. You pieces of shit, Nestle. That ain't real. They're That's killing not us. Real. They got us by the balls. That's the thing. They got us by the fucking nuts, and we don't. We there's nothing we could do about it. They got us by the milk duds. I hate them. I hate them. <laughs> I I never I never understood how insidious they were. The Crunch Bar was is such a delightful snack. God, it's so good. But you know what? I found <laughs> out those little crunches are actually little fucking bugs. What? Yeah, they're little bugs. And Nestle's putting bugs in all their chocolate bars. Damn. Spread that around. Yeah, that's the truth, everybody. That's they're the truth. little cockroaches. Let's we'll start telling everybody. Every time you bite into a crunch bar, yeah, little cockroach legs. That's what gives you that little crunch. Think about that next time you want one of those things. Fuck I will say, guys. Nestle, we are looking for sponsors. So if you want to support the show. Yeah, yeah. That being said, we'll take your money. I'm not... <laughs> I, you know what? I, 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 no way. There's no, no. way. Eddie's <laughs> taking a stand. <laughs> I'm taking a stand against these cocksuckers. I'm done with them. That little quick guy. He was so cute. Got me into chocolate milk. Fuck that. these cocksuckers. Fuck like that, that rabbit. Forever. That's what rabbits are all the fucking devil. <laughs> Scott, man, Cena, I'm so mad. At, I'm so mad about all this. Yeah, man. Why, that's exactly why I like went and did all this research because when I found out Flint, the Flint situation really got me started thinking about it. And I was like, "What? I know nothing about water. I know nothing about how we get water, how we drink water, where it comes from. What does it mean? Do we have a lot of it? The whole world is covered in water, but we can't actually access the clean, drinkable kind of water in the same way. Desalination doesn't really work very well. It's super expensive, and not many people can really do it. It's like this whole clusterfuck that seems illogical that we don't have access to clean water and not just don't have access to clean water is that there are people out there that are saying, I'm going to take all the water and I'm going to make you buy it from me like it's like it's anything else like corn or any other kind of like weird food product. Water. We're talking about water. Yeah. And when it comes to Poland Spring, those pieces of shit, they fucking Poland Spring. It's empty. It's empty. They emptied out Poland Spring, so it's not coming from there anymore. Yeah. It's coming from this town called Freiburg. Freiburg, Maine. They have a giant reservoir underneath them, and they're just pumping the water out of this little town, and like all their rivers are drying up, and like the, and the town's like, yeah, well, they give, they pay taxes, they help, like, they contribute to the schools in the town, but only fucking 60 people work there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a small amount, and they ship the rest of the people into the town to work there, the specialists. So only 60 people in this town, they're fucking pumping out 180 million gallons of water a year out of this town for Lord knows not that much money. I think it's uh, less than a penny on the gallon. And they fucking, and it's ridiculous what they're doing. And then this town, they don't want them there. I mean, half of, the, uh, half of them are don't care, but the other half are, are nuts about it. And, and uh, just a quick brighter side on Poland Springs bottles. I have peed in several Poland Springs bottles in the car. <laughs> so that is a slight brighter side that they have been pee receptacles. for. I mean, I mean, a, a brighter side to all of this is like a bottle of water has saved my fucking ass so many times. <laughs> just like walking around Disney dying fucking. Thank God I'll take your ten dollar water. So so I don't fucking fall over, you know, like a bottle. Of, so you'll wake up on an airplane, you know, just see parched as hell and you gotta buy a ten dollar water <laughs> exactly you know, like, so many You're times like, i've wa- a bottle of water has just like got me out of a definite fainting five o'clock <laughs> in the five o'clock in the morning you're several hits of molly deep you need a bottle of water to get you out of that you need help <laughs> uh you know another thing that happens with water that uh, we i don't know too much about but fracking there is so much water used in fracking to get 
that oil and natural gas out of the ground. And that water comes back up to the surface. And when they take it out of the ground from after it's got all the like, you know, oil and natural gas out, they can't reuse that water. That's just wasted water. And all fracking in is fracking is is just sh- drilling a hole and shooting high pressurized water down into it. Well, sometimes they do try to reuse that water, right? Or it gets into the well. Well, exactly. When it when they see exactly when they're bringing it back up, see when they're drilling and then they bring it back up, that contaminated water ends up getting into the drinking water aquifer that right. Mary's showing us a great infographic of. Right so um, yeah. I put up an infographic and basically the easiest way to explain it is that drinking water aquifers are usually pretty close to the surface and where they get um, their water from for the drilling well that incorporates fracking chemicals is uh, deeper levels of uh deeper uh, groundwater but the problem is is that part of the, the result is that there will be instances where the contaminated water that is deeper underground starts flowing up and can get into the drinking water aquifers that are then accessed by private wells and you know regular people that's where you get those water uh where people are turning their sinks on fire like lighting them on fire and stuff like oh that. but that's I mean, so that's cool crazy. yeah it's, it, it's it is very cool, cool for a moment until your house blows up because your water is gasoline Cool on YouTube, not in real life. No, <laughs> yeah. and, and like that's the other thing is like uh, going. I know we're jumping all over the place here, but when you're going back to Africa and yeah. you're going, you're talking about Lagos or whatever. This is a, a city with 15 million people in it, and it's a built on a giant lake of undrinkable water. Uh, these people are paying more for water than they are for gasoline. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. they have a lot of good gasoline over there. Yeah, and then you have to, and then you, and the water you do get, you have to boil before you use. And like, who's affected by this? I mean, we know it's the poor that's affected by this. It's not the freaking, it's not the rich people. Rich people have wells on their roofs. You know, they're able to like buy lots of bottled water. But the poor people, they have to boil all of their water before they use it. And like, you forget that when you boil water, that also takes money. And like that's also expensive because you're wasting gas and you're wasting wood and you're doing all this. So it's it's a never ending cycle of these people staying out of debt. Well, beyond that, it's the question and the matter of investment of time, too. I feel like such a big thing that a lot of people don't talk about in terms of people uh, getting out of poverty is the amount of time that gets eaten up by the simple act of surviving if you're poor. Yeah. So if you have to take the time to boil your water to be able to drink it or to bathe or to make, you know, make food for your family, that's extra time that you're not spending educating yourself or Mm -hmm. working or and it just just you know i mean i get annoyed enough when i don't have coffee in my place can you imagine if every time i wanted to drink water i had to boil it first i'd I'd be be so so mad mad. nothing's better than cold water so i think one of the things that that um you know south africa you know since mandela they were had a good thing going right they had a really nice government but after that what ended up happening is recently you had some of these uh kind of presidents that got elected come in and they just kind of mismanaged the whole country and then you have smaller governments within Africa, especially, you know, we get to Cape Town that are trying to manage it better, but they're still mismanaging. There's a lot of corruption and there's a lot of, of mismanagement that's happening. And when you have so much corruption, you have people that don't know what they're doing. What that ends up having is not just like real world economic consequences like, oh, people aren't working, unemployment's up or like, you know, we made some bad political decisions. It's like something like this is real. It's like you did not see the storm coming where water could be drying up, your aquifers could be 
uh, could be drying up and they're not going to be filled. So you start doing more rationing earlier on. If they would have done this 10 years ago, this would never have been a problem. Good urban planning and good governance uh, allows for that this kind of stuff, allows for people to start seeing what's going to happen. And so now you're starting to see people like violent outbreaks of violence break out. And it's like we, we can blame whoever we want, but really – it's the job of the governments uh, uh, in these places to figure these things out so that people don't have to resort to, like, killing each other uh, so they can, like, steal water from other people. I mean, the Cape Town itself is already the, one of the most dangerous cities in the world. Number four in murders in 2015. That's crazy. I mean, that alone. I mean, they were number four in murders. In, yeah. You know, I mean, like, that's... In the, to take water away from a society that's already number four in murders <laughs> is pretty irrational. And There's like, nothing got nowhere worse. to go because the, if you go in, the, it's it's pinned against the ocean, and then that ocean is famously filled with sharks. And it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like so just, thirsty murderers <laughs> that live next to sharks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a tourist town. Yeah, Yeah, you know what's crazy is somebody um, I used to uh, work for doing tech for his musicals and uh, sketch shows. He went on his honeymoon to South Africa and I've just been seeing his updates while I've been researching this whole thing. And I'm like, you got to get the fuck out of there, bro. I mean, it's a very beautiful place. There's no water. There's no water. Yeah. And there's no lots of stuff in there. (laughs) And they are ready to kill pretty fast over there. I will say from my 10 days spent in uh, Johannesburg two years ago. But, man, it's just fucked. And their government is worse. The next guy's worse than the last guy. I, 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 I can't remember their names. I'm so bad. Oh, I've got But the, some dude just had to resign because of fucking corruption. Yeah. And he's it, been replaced by this guy. How do you say that name? Cyril Ramaphosa. Yeah, and this guy. Yeah, and he, this guy's a lunatic. He's was saying, he, he's preceded telling, by Jacob Zuma. Yeah, he's taking everyone's land from them. He's just like without compensation. I mean, this whole this country is slowly getting fucked, and it's just yeah. like you would think that if you had someone great like Mandela, you know, like you would have people would have followed in his footsteps, or he would have had people behind him. But man, the place really went to shit so fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's the sad part about it. But I think. Any new democracy is going to have a lot of growing pains, and I know that may be like diminishing the what's happening there now. But it's it's got to start getting better, and the I, there's no other solution other than the government like fixing it for its people, or you're going to have someone like Nestle come in and say, "Okay, we will fix all the water problems for you." Ooh, and then they come in and just own all your water, and then that will be even so worse. sexy sounding. So sexy. Mm. Well, I kind of disagree with you. I don't think it's growing pains. What I think is um, because uh, one of the contributing factors to this current water crisis in South Africa is because they're currently uh, climate change is affecting yeah. the amount of water and the times the rain come and when the rains come at all. And what I think that you're seeing is, and it's kind of an interesting juxtaposition because Eddie and I live in Los Angeles, which is another city that is facing water droughts and uh, climate issues due to climate change, is the difference. What I think it is 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 that the pressures of climate change uh, you're going to see those effects to stabilize governments that were already not as stable as other ones. So California deals with it all right because we live in a pretty stable and and well-governed part of the world. And we got shit that other people want. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... 
Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying what I think is, um, and I don't mean to be a real freaking bummer right now, but I think that this is just a sign of things to come. I think nations that uh, are affected by climate change, and I think the majority of parts of the world are going to become increasingly affected by climate change, the ones that already have destabilized governments are going to become more and more erratic and chaotic, and I think that's just what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, it, you know, it, it just, it's kind of like transition to California and, like, the domestic stuff here. You're right. It's like uh, climate change has wildly impacted California. Look at the Colorado River. Everyone uses the Colorado River, and it's at, like, the lowest point it's been in, in a long time. Uh, but at the same time, you also have population growth, and especially in America and California and stuff like that. So that's ha- having a hu- bigger demand on on like water reserves and stuff like that. Mm. But look at this other thing, though, too, which is interesting. Nevada no, very right. rarely has water crises. It's right next to California. It's They've in the using, desert. It's in the desert. They've been having, uh, you know, using the Colorado River as well. And they're starting to have some issues as well because of the Colorado R- River and climate change and population growth. But Nevada, what do they have that's different than Los Angeles? Front yards. They don't have front yards in Nevada. They just have rocks and cactus and shit like that. That was a government-instituted rule they had like 50, 60 years ago where they were like, listen, there's not a lot of water here. You can't have a fucking lawn. There's no fucking lawn for you, okay? Because the water is going to be gone. And so California never did that. Nevada has been way ahead of the game when it comes to stuff like that. And that's the kind of stuff that I I hope – uh, people start to realize that we have to start doing making these tough decisions. It's like, okay, we have to like literally change the way we live now because of climate change, because yeah. there's more people around, because we have to actually do things. Now, when I, for instance, the the lawn thing, I mean, everybody wants grass, everybody wants a yard. There, there is like at Jeff's house. Tell me what you think about this. He has a little bit of a yard over there and some trees in the back. There's a bunch of brush. But they use the sprinklers we use uses our like runoff, like uses all of our leftover dishwater, all of our leftover shower water. How do you feel about that? It seems reasonable. You're reusing something, you know, a nice little, uh, you know, a little funk of Ed going yeah. into the, the plants. <laughs> I think that's good. We got um, a filter. You know? <laughs> Those shrubs are going to smell so bad. <laughs> it just smells like meat outside. <laughs> <laughs> are just, you growing pigs <laughs> I'm walking that, downstairs and a fucking cactus oinked at me <laughs> that's the kind of stuff we have to do man I mean it's crazy you're going to start seeing so many new ways of living pop up and people reusing water in cool ways like that that I think is super important um, you know, and Flint is, if you look at what happened in Flint, and we, you were just mentioning what's, what Nestle was doing. They own the aquifers. Also, um, what happened recently in Cuyahoga County or whatever it is there in uh, Cleveland. In Flint. <laughs> but the county that, that Flint is in, um, they had a uh, trial recently or like a, a, a meeting. Uh, it was like a public hearing, and it was to vote on whether or not the water systems – would be still in government control, or they allow a private company to take control of them. And guess which private company tried to get control? Of course, Nestle. Who the fuck else? I mean, honestly, what needs to happen in Flint is they just need to move everyone out of there, dig up all the pipes, and put new pipes down, and like start the city from scratch. Where's which, the money going to happen? Yeah, you know, it's not. It, that's. Not, I mean, that city's. I mean, it's it's, it's done. 
Well, luckily, though, the people of Flint voted against that because they're all fucking woke now. And they're all fucking yeah. bringing their brown water to these hearings and being like, look, motherfuckers, the water is still not clean. You got to do something about it. It's so frustrating. And so I'm happy that that happened in, in Flint, in that area. But across the country, look at California. I can't remember where it was, but there was an aquifer that made a deal with a private company. And that, t- that same point you were saying earlier when there's a drought in California, the people that live in the county where that aquifer is cannot gain access to the aquifer. But the private company can draw down from that aquifer as much as they possibly want because of the deal they have with the county. And yeah. then that water gets sold right back to those people at like whatever inflated rate they want to do. That's capitalism, y'all. Yeah, and it's a, and the, well, the aquifers are gigantic. They're underground. You can't see them. And it's that fucking, there will be blood shit. It's like, yeah. if, oh, you're not letting me drill? I'll bring, I'll drill in the next town over, and I fucking drink your goddamn milkshake. Yeah. You know? So, like, <laughs> and that's what's happening, man. And yeah. it's, it's cra- I mean, I, it's fucking, I don't understand why we keep letting that, once I started to dive into this why does people let nestle get away with this shit? no one knows no one knows wait here's what's so insidious and we have the, there's a clip here that i think is good to play mm-hmm. maybe now uh peter brayback is the ceo of nestle and what's what's amazing about him is that he does not think that he is a monster uh, cosmo was actually at a conference where he was speaking and he was doing the same kind of thing that you'll hear in a minute here of mm-hmm. just not understanding the the weight and the uh, effect of his policies on the world and what his kind of market-based solution for Wara will do. And, and Cosmo was telling me at the conference, like, everyone starts standing up and just yelling at him, like, you're crazy. This is insane. And so he basically wants to privatize water. What he's saying is that water is a human right up until a certain point, just like freedom of speech is a human right up until a certain point. Yeah. So it's like he get and what's crazy is that He's making that judgment, right? Some board of governors, some private company gets to make a decision on what a human right is for me. And that's not what a democracy is. That's not what our world is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Mary, if you want to play mm-hmm. that clip. What people don't understand is that water is a human right. The five liters of water that you need for hydration every single day and the 20, 25 liters which you need for a minimum of sanitation. This is a human right, and as such has been recognized also by the UN. But this accounts only for 1.5% of the water that we are destroying. Yes. What I'm saying is that the 98.5% of the water that we are using, mostly in a very irresponsible manner, is not a human right, and it needs to get the value so that we use it in a more responsible manner. But yeah, yeah, water is, it's weird. He's sitting there, he says the words, water is a human right, but then he says just a certain amount, and it's like the rest I'm going to sell to you. But it's like, <laughs> it's like, where the fuck are you getting the water from? It's, you're, you're getting it from the ground. Like it's yeah. ours, so why are you selling it? Yeah. Like, what gives you the fucking right? And notice what he said early on. He was like, I'm concerned about water as a a way of uh, creating um, like the raw materials for goods. And that's like just besides buying like water reserves, which is like water rights. That's one way to do it. And that's one thing Nestle's doing. That's one thing this guy T. Boone Pickens. I don't know if you guys know him, but he bought Mm -hmm. all the uh, windmills basically in Texas, the wind farms. He's got a bunch of those, but he also owns a ton of water rights. 
And I think Texas had recently, a few years ago, they had like a drought. And he tried to sell the water rights back to this like one county, right? And they were doing a deal and he was going to make a ton of money. Why? Because, right, when something's scarce, that means demand is high and you've got all the supply, you could charge whatever the fuck you want. But what happened right at the last minute? It started raining. And so the county was like, okay, we don't fucking need your stupid bullshit water anymore. And so it didn't work out. So water rights is kind of like a weird thing. It can go up. It can be really useful in a drought. But really, it's like not worth very much when it's just raining generally. The other thing, what he was talking about, Brabeck was talking about was, and this is what I think you're going to start seeing a lot of and we should almost be even more scared about is that it's that these investors and these private companies will buy water-rich farmland. So we talked about almonds, we talked about avocados, we talked about wine potentially, right? Yeah. All these things that use a lot of water. So when he says I'm looking at the raw materials that use water, what happens when our food supply that uses a lot of water is all owned by Nestle? What happens when every almond in the world is owned by Nestle, which by just by transition means he owns most of the water? Because he's going to control the supply of water going to his goods and services. So that's what's re- that's another huge, wildly scary part. The other side of that is a um, more philanthropic investor, like if the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, for example, decided to buy up all the almond farms or some other places that had water-rich uh, food, they could ship the food to places that don't have the money to get the water to make that food. And that's something that there are investors that are doing that as well. So there are the brighter side to this in a certain way is that there are good people that are billionaires out there that are trying to do things. Mind you, they became billionaires probably by killing a few kids along the way, but they still are trying to do something, at least on, on a very surface level, to not necessarily destroy the earth that we live in. Man, I t- one thing I do know is if your name is T-Bone and you're a millionaire and you're not holding a guitar, you're a piece yeah. of shit. Like, <laughs> the fucking guy looks like a moldy potato. Yeah, it's, it's such a. It's yeah, man. It's why are we not flipping out more about this? I understand that. I I understand that AR-15s are the hot topic, but you know, let's face it. I heard of the very disturbing fact that more children in the world die because they don't have clean water to drink than AIDS, car crashes, and murder combined. Like, what maybe, the fuck is that? Maybe this is really cynical and, and morbid, but it's, you know, Parkland was a nice suburban white school that got shut up, shot up, and those kids came out, and it's a, a nice white suburban school. If a bunch of kids with- in a nice, rich suburban school that is, like, white-dominated area got poisoned from the drinking well because of some fracking or because of some other thing, then... Holy shit, look out. You will see a whole sea change. But because this happens to poor areas, like you said earlier, and to poor people and to generally minorities that end up suffering, somehow it doesn't really make the news cycle for more than a couple weeks or something. We don't talk about Flint anymore. Those people still are are in trouble. It's they not still fixed. don't have water. Yeah. And I, it's the most <laughs> basic fuck. right. It's just mind-blowing. You know, we're talking about the Constitution, freedom of speech, well, freedom of fucking, freedom of right to bear arms. Where's the freedom of water? 
Well, I think that water and I, by a larger extent, the questions, uh, I think that water kind of ties into the same thing as freedom of information with what's going on with net neutrality is I think we're at a very interesting point in history right now where we're beginning to see the upcoming battle between who is going to control humanity overall in a new global society. Will it be corporations or be, is it corporations which you vote on your with your wallet or is it politics which you vote with your back? Ballot. And what's happening right now is that a lot of companies, for example, in this case, Nestle, are trying to take over very important for life areas of the world so that they can have an increased stake in what, how the world's going to get run. Yeah. Because right now we're at a very interesting point in human history where we're heading towards uh, where not only are we the most amount of people on the globe for all time, and not only are we more interconnected than we ever were in human history, but beyond that is that the weather is quickly, quickly changing and our resources are dwindling. So right now we're, and and I think that this question also plays out with everyone in a, in a more benign way where the reason why people are so interested in Tesla and what's going on with them is that's another battle on the forefront of corporate versus government. And it seems to be that corporates, corporate companies are winning. But it, it takes two to tango in a way, right? We are deregulating. We're taking things that used to be under the purview of the government and we're giving it to private corporations. NASA doesn't build space rockets anymore. We yeah. stopped doing that. And we said we decided a while ago we're not going to do that anymore. It's like, okay, fine. You don't want to fund it anymore. You don't want to do that anymore. Now you got that one white dude that's doing it with robots. And it's super cool. I get it. You know, I love watching a rocket land by itself like that. It looks really that's rad. So but cool. But, you know, at the same time, that's not us. That's not the government doing that. That's a private company doing that. That means he can do whatever the fuck he wants afterwards. And it's like these governments that are also saying, hey, well, maybe we should just let some private company run the utilities and infrastructure and the equipment. Look, Donald Trump is in there in the office saying we should have a trillion-dollar infrastructure bill to fix the roads and bridges. What about the water infrastructure? What about the infrastructure that actually is going to keep people alive? You can live for how long without food? You can not You can live almost a third of that with, without water. Well, beyond that, and also this is very cynical, but I find it very convenient that, um, you know, the amount of taxes that big companies pay and very wealthy people who run big companies pay has been going down and down and down. And so has the amount of funding to things like, yeah, you know, our yeah. infrastructure and NASA and our public uh, offices. I think that, yep. that's probably for but a we, reason. We got the iPhone. Hey. Um, <laughs> I use my iPhone to write fuck Nestle every hour. <laughs> Man, yeah. I just want to take. How do we like pull a prank on him or something? How do we fuck with Nestle's day a little bit? You know, uh, you just put take a. I oh, I just keep saying take all that Flint water and start sending it to all those fucking people. Send so many people knew. So many people knew about the Flint water going bad, and were already getting their own like big jugged water and their offices and stuff like that. They're like, oh no, don't drink the Flint water. And yeah. it's just like they didn't help anyone. They didn't say anything. That's like. You're seeing someone bleeding next to you, and you're like, "Nah, it's okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go over here and uh, not help that person." Twenty yeah. miles away, the aquifer yeah. they were drilling out of—that's so fucking cruel. It's just, yeah. it's so just to, to watch that, to know what was happening, and to still just fucking take and take and take, and then apply to take double. They applied to take double the amount, and then, like it's just like. Give it hey, back. 
You know what? All right, how about this? You're taking uh, 130 million gallons of water away from Flint every year, Nestle. How about you give them 40 million gallons of water? Just give them 40. If it costs you $200 to take, if you're paying the government $200 for 130 million gallons of water, Give Flint forty million. No, Eddie, you don't understand. Is that there are winners and losers in the game, and Nestle <laughs> yeah. always win. But Give them forty million dollars. Fuck. It, it costs you nothing if you give them what is to you fifty dollars of water. Eddie, they would Budwe- save their fucking lives. <laughs> Budweiser is sending canned water to Flint. They are sending bottled. Everyone's doing a bottled water drive for everybody. It's so absurd. And there's this like armchair activism that happens that we that that we're doing, frankly, ourselves. And it's <laughs> tough. To, it's tough not to do, right? It's I tough drank out like, of a bottle of water yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I said I drank out of a bottle of water yesterday. Sorry, I cut you off. Like, I'm so mad, Cena. I'm mad too. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do. This is one of those things where you can't even have a policy debate about it. You you could be like, oh, it's this way or that way. This is like something that's happening in the background, like a weird, like you know, you ever been in a room and the the TV's on, but there's no picture, but you know the TV's on because there's yeah. like that weird high pitched like frequency sound. But like, never. It's like, what's that sound? And you're like, I don't know what that sound is. Like, where's it coming from? And it's like, that's what's happening. Yeah. Nestle is that like weird frequency that no, and it's the the TV in some room somewhere that no one can shut off and no one can find the room that the TV is in. And we're gonna keep being in this place until, frankly, a bunch of uh, white kids die. I hate saying it, and it's super it's cynical. true. But it needs to happen. Frankly, I don't want it to happen. Okay, let's be clear. But it's like I don't know what else we can do in this society to to wake people up to know that like, hey. We are Americans are dying. Our own government, our own local government, poisoned people through negligence. And it's true. We are fucking bitching about the wrong shit. Like, that is what's happening here. Not that I'm saying that, you know, guns are an issue. And yeah, we shouldn't have AR 15s, but that's the only thing on the news channel. This needs to be a daily reminder that we are running out of water. The fucking oceans are covered in plastic, you know, and it's. Just, and you little fuckers in college that are all upset about your safe spaces and all what pronouns, and I'm all for the whole safe space and pronoun shit, but wake the fuck up, all right? We got a water situation, and you're supposed to wake up. You're supposed to do shit. We got, you know, rent to pay and mortgages and shit, and we got to go to work. You guys have all the free time, okay? You're supposed to be pushing this along, so we need college kids out there, kids that are young, in their 20s. Put down the mushrooms. Send them to Eddie and I. Aww. And go out and be activists. And Mary. Send it to Mary, Mary as well. <laughs> we're, we're getting a P.O. box soon. <laughs> Brighter side mushrooms. <laughs> no, but man, I mean, like, what can we be doing? I mean, because honestly, I mean, the way the bleak thing about it is no one changes because you're like, oh, what's the difference if I change? What's the difference if I do anything? You know, because like, what is that? Just like two less bottles a day. What does that really fucking matter? But the thing is, I think it matters more for the three of us 
because like granted we're not a, like the biggest podcast in the world but we got a couple thousand people listening and so maybe if we start changing maybe a couple of those people start changing and then maybe those people can bleed that shit into their friends and family but it just needs to start and no one's starting i mean granted i just right before this podcast started i just bought a fucking six pack of uh, seltzer water you know and so it's just like i'm you know i'm, I'm continuing on on a daily basis with the problem here and the thing is there's just not enough bubbles in soda stream and a soda yeah. stream we can just put more bubbles in their fucking soda bumper then maybe i would have to go press fucking the button buy a the LaCroix. I just, yeah you gotta press the button a, a little bit more i do i mean it makes the big honking noise it's not enough for me i need more bubbles but the, yeah. the th- i mean but that's the thing i gotta start making concession maybe uh, you know i don't what need I lo- as many bubbles it actually, you get the more bubbles if you just butt chug the seltzer. That's the way to do it. And, fart, the and then fart it back into the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> That's some bubbles for you. That's some bubbly. That's some good brown bubbies. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I will say there is probably a very luxurious gay man that cleanses his whole business with seltzer water. Man, I bet it's. Feels great once you get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I again. I don't know if there's policy stuff we could do, and even like conserving water or, or using our pocketbook can only take us so far. Because like we we're we we're talking about, Nestle's in everything, right? They have all these other things. If you have Nest almonds tea. on your yeah, yeah, you can. You have almonds on something, right? Or if you have like all these products that use a lot of water. I just bought a bunch of wine last night. I don't feel like I'm like taking away from the water conservation thing. Yeah. But I think what's really important is like when we're getting upset about stuff that's happening in the news cycle, that's fine. That's normal. That's America. That's how we live. We're human. Mm-hmm. But we should also, I think, try to build a practice in let's talk about some of these evergreen issues more often. Like if you're at dinner with your parents – Ask them what do they think about water. Do they know about water? That's yeah. like the most important. I grew up talking about these issues and politics, not really water at the dinner table. We talked about, you know, Iran and shit all the time at the dinner table. Yeah. But like we talked about everything. We talked about politics. I think that's the most important thing because if you start that, then all of a sudden, especially kids to their parents, they become the kind of conscious of their parents. That's what's happening with the gun debate. Kids are going and they're talking to the parents about guns and their parents are like, man, this is different now. There's something I'm seeing here, and this is a conversation that I've been ignoring for too long, and now it's touched my kid, and now all of a sudden I'm going to go to the ballot box, and I'm going to vote for this as a reason, not necessarily my pocketbook, but yeah. I'm going to vote for guns because it affected me, or I'm going to vote because of this, because of, for this candidate because they have a, a good water platform. And I think that's something, if we start demanding that from our elected officials, those are the ones that are supposed to be representing us, and they won't represent us unless we tell them what they should be representing. Man, amen, Cena. You, you, Fuck! Some of your rants are so great. Thanks, bud. <laughs> now, Mary, can we give a nice, long, healthy list of Nestle products for people to know not oh, to buy? Oh, yes! Yes! Sure. Um, Nestle controls Nescafe, Taster's Choice, Nespresso, Coffee Mate, Perrier, Nesty, Nestle Pure Life, Poland Spring, Vitel, Montclair, San Pellegrino, Kit Kat, Arrow. Oh, San oh, Pellegrino? I know, San Pellegrino, Fuck. Kit Kat. I love Kit Kat Fuck. so much. Crunch, Coffee Crisp, Ro- Rolo, Smarties, Goobers, Butterfinger, Kai- Kyer, Mac, 
black magic. I don't know what that is. Turtles. After eight, Mirage. Nestle ice cream. Drumsticks. Move and pick. Dryers ice cream. Parlor ice cream. Power bar. Carnation. Gerber. Nesquik. Chefmate. Purina. Beneful. Purina cat chow. Purina dog chow. Friskies. Not Fancy Friskies. Feast. Fancy feast. Felix. Alpo, Ralph Lauren, Yves St. Laurent, Selma McCartney, <laughs> George, Ralph Lauren. George yeah. Romani, Diesel, Wonka Nerds, Wonka Laffy Taffy, Gobstoppers, Runs, Bottle Caps, Sweet Tarts, Wonka, Garnier, L'Oreal, Vichy, Biotherm, The Body Shop, Umbrella, Maybelline, Kiehl's, Clairol, Olay, love Kiehl's. CoverGirl. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. The last three are owned by another company that owns so, pretty much everything else. All right. So uh, Clairol's wait, 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 okay wait. for now. So. Oh, you forgot Hot Pockets. Oh, yeah. And also they own Stouffer's Hot Pockets and Delicio. 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 Nestle, dear Nestle, I'm sorry for everything I said. Uh, please sponsor <laughs> us. I want some nerds. <laughs> this is... This is the issue, though, when we get into, like, the whole, like, uh, you know, divesting from, like, a corporation, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's frustrating because then we're just going to walk around naked if we do, like, a purity test on all these corporations all the time. You know, everyone went and they deleted the Uber app or whatever last year when that one dude said all that shit, Travis Kalanick and stuff like that. And they they went to Lyft. Who's got like you know owned by Icon, that piece of shit, <laughs> and, and Peter Thiel, who literally transfuses the blood of young people. He's a living vampire. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> We're just so reactionary. We're just gonna just run sprinting into a burning building, and it's just it, we don't know that it's just burning for another reason. But know? it's yeah. burning, and we have no water to put it out. Well, here's <laughs> what I think. I mean, Lord knows that I fucking hate most giant corporations. I like the little man, but the little man's too expensive. Let's face it, right? Yeah. So and here's he's grumpy, and he's grumpy because he's getting all his money taken from him, and it's slapped in the face, and people are fucking rectally pointing at his butt. Oh but gosh. you know that's what happens in a little man. They get fucked in the axe. But if we take out Nestle, I mean, listen to this crazy thought. All right, you take out you take out Nestle, yeah. which is a big old. By the way, the whole corporation lies on a giant lake. Uh, the the fucking you, you take out Nestle. And then you start slowly going through the other companies. And if you take out one of these monsters, if you just take out one of the one of these eight giant monsters, uh, you're gonna the other ones are gonna notice. You know, they're gonna start falling in line a little bit, and they're gonna get scared. You know, and it's like so if we could just take one, and Nestle's obviously the most evil, and then you just you get rid of it. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead, Kroger. Kroger is a great company. They give back. Look at the look at what they do. Now Nestle gives back because they have to. Kroger naturally just gives back a lot. They 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 feed our army. They do all kinds of great things. And so that is a good giant company that you can get behind. It's cheaper than Nestle because you're buying a grocery store brand. Kroger, you know, it's at Ralph's. It's at Kroger stores. And it's like if you start finding these good companies and get behind them, give them the money because they give it back to us. Well, guys, it is the brighter side. Do you guys have any brighter sides to this issue? Yeah, I mean, I think this is this is something that uh, we're going to start seeing a lot more people wake up to over the next little bit here. And I, I think that's the brighter side is that, you know, this is something that, we, you know, we're, we're going to be actively looking at. South Africa is just one example. Flint's another example. The fracking stuff is another example that we're going to see a lot more of. And it's going to be people that get hurt, and but it, 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 which sucks. But the brighter side is 
We're going to solve this problem. I believe that we will solve this problem. It's just a matter of when and how much shit we're going to have to deal with in the meantime. We have to solve this fucking problem. There's no choice. We're not going to fucking die. You know, and, it's like, and we didn't bring this up once, but, you know, a lot of people say that the next big war is going to be fought over water. And so, I mean, we need to get ahead of this thing or we're just going to kill each other over the last drops of water on earth it doesn't make any goddamn sense and then for the brighter side of bottled water or whatever it saved lots of lives you know at the last minute someone could be dying of thirst and then a fucking case of water shows up and they've of of nestle pure life water and they fucking live you know and like oh man i will say even the name, <laughs> the name of it is so aggravating it's so yeah pure life because it's like it's all they can in it that's what they need they need to keep living, and they're not going to keep living without a bottle of water. Uh, but you know, it has bottled water has saved many lives, uh, especially you know, if I go to Mexico, I'm drinking bottled water. You know, like that's what's going to happen. So that is the brighter side of it. But you know, it should it just shouldn't be like that. Well, I think the brighter side is, um, you know, I think humans function very well in adversity. I really do. I think that um, if you look back historically, um, every moment where mankind is not doing good, that's the moment where people he find He jumps great- off the top rope and he kills the Undertaker. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but I mean it. I mean, um, and also not only that, but we're having the, the reason why we're having these huge conversations about uh, the human right to water and the human right to free information and the human right to all these things is because this is the first time in human history where water as a natural supply wasn't just a free-for-all. We're entering in this new period of time where we're not concerned about a country's right to water or any other natural resource, and it's not first come, first serve. We're looking at it this is the first time in human history where human beings are looking at the problem globally because of the very fast advancement in technology. Mm -hmm. So I think that these are the type of conversations and these are the type of issues that are cropping up because right now we're at the precipice of a very interesting point of human history. And I think that overall, looking back on it, human beings, despite some of us being total shits, usually try to do what's best for everyone. And I think that honestly, with just, um, I think, and I know that I brought it up previously, but I think the question of net neutrality and open communication on the internet is directly tied to human beings being more interconnected and caring about issues like other people not having water, other people not having the same resources. And not only that, but it, uh, you know, 20 years ago, you probably wouldn't know about Flint. Yeah. Uh, But now you do. Yeah, exactly. That is a good brighter side, Mary. You know, and it, it, think about what you could do with your life. You know, you could take the tiny steps and not not drinking bottled water and just do it. Look at Cena drinking out of a cu- nice glass of water like a good boy. And then, uh, <laughs> but, you know, you, you go out and invest your time in spreading the word about the life straw desalination machines. They're very expensive, but. You know, if we start making a lot of them, they won't be as expensive. You know, so you you start thinking about these things and spreading the word to whoever you can. Talk about on Reddit. Do whatever. You just start spreading the word about ways we can make water more accessible for everybody. That's going to be the best thing we could do for each other. Because there's no water. We're going to die. That's it. Everyone's dead. No water. That's it. It's all over. We look for water on other planets to find other forms of life. That means if there's no water, we will die. So please, everybody, 
just try to take this thing seriously. I promise I will too. And you know, I'll, I'll do everything I can. If you gotta have a bottle of water because you're dying of thirst, it, no one's gonna eat your lunch for that. But you know, you do what you do. Thank you guys so much, Cena. Uh, I love you, buddy. Love you, Chaz. Love you guys. I love you. Uh, you can find us all on our social media platforms. Uh, you know, it, I'm at Eddie Tunes. Uh, Cena, you still uh, at Cena John? At Cena John and Mary. Mary J. Bolden at Instagram. That's right. And go rate and review us. Uh, the brighter side. Amber Nelson will be back next week. Uh, we tried to we tried to call Africa and it did not work. And so, <laughs> so be good to yourselves. Uh, and you know, taking us out today is uh, Bobby Darren. Uh, Splish Splash, you're taking a bath. Splish Splash, I was taking a bath. Long about a Saturday night. My breasts are out. The tub, I put my feet on the floor. I wrap the towel around me and I open the door. And then a splish splash, I jump back in the bath. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag and Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses. Plus, updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.